Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. You're obsessed with her, and you're obsessed with her daughter! Right, easy, Geraldo. And welcome back to Horror Queers. I don't have anything snazzy to say, because this is our year-in-review episode, so we're not covering a movie. And I'm Joe. We are not, and I am Trace. And yeah, we're... Honestly, y'all, grab a drink, or if you're sober, grab a water fizzy drink a fizzy drink yeah get, get, get some club soda um and sit back and relax y'all because we're honestly just here to have a chill time talk about the year and um provide you some comedy <laughs> oh okay tall orders here we go <laughs> the comedy's later <laughs> oh i see okay yes i see what you're doing got it yes yeah yeah folks we are going to be delivering some bloopers in this episode but yeah we thought it would be a good opportunity to do a little bit of like hey what did 2021 look like well there was a pandemic mm-hmm. that we're still in <laughs> yeah movie theaters started opening up again uh yeah i don't know yeah well that's the world but the podcast um uh it's been a year joe it has been a year i've actually really enjoyed this year overall like i think we've had a bunch of really strong episodes i think our guests have been absolutely amazing constantly surprised and just really gratified when we ask people and they say yes and then we had these great conversations with them. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling, too. Well, also, and I mean, we're bearing the lead here, but actually, this is, thank you, listeners. Um, I mean, we'd still be here without you, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> but we wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> we'd be here in a slightly different capacity. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, honestly, the 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 the, the words of encouragement and confidence and the, the thanks, and I, well, now I just feel like I'm blowing smoke up our asses. But like, honestly, <laughs> thank all of you. All of you, for anyone who's reached out, anyone in the Facebook group, anyone on Twitter, like, we do this for you. And it has been just really humbling and enlightening to connect with a lot of you this year. And honestly, just thank you. Thank you for listening to us and thank you for supporting us. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really appreciated this year is I feel like we actually started to hear more from people. Mm -hmm. Not to bemoan the previous years, but I like the idea of connecting with listeners because yes, you're right. That's why we do this. You and I like to talk to each other. We like to analyze movies, but we also like to hear back from people about their opinions and their thoughts and their different interpretations. And this year felt like maybe we were headed in the right direction in that regard. So we started to hear from people more regularly. We also started to hear from people with, I guess, more intimate reactions to the podcast, like people started to open up about some of the things they were using the pod to get through in terms of their pandemic related life. And Mm -hmm. I guess I just I feel 
so humbled by the fact that people are willing to open up to us about how the podcast plays a part in their lives. Doesn't it? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like just like interject here because I, okay. I I agree with everything you're saying, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I can only say, oh, I'm so humbled. Thank you a lot. But I, doesn't it feel awkward? Because this really does feel like we're tooting our own horns. And I don't want yes. it to come across that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Folks, if you want to hear us do a variation of this, we tried to do it last year for our 100th episode. It starts to feel weird and fake, and that's why we usually only do this about once a year. But it is really important for us to say we appreciate you and the support you give us because if you just make a podcast and it exists in a vacuum, it feels like you don't know if people like what you're doing or if you should be doing something differently. Um, I, I agree to an extent because, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, like, we, we obviously are very fortunate and privileged because we have, like, we're part of the Blade mm. Assessing Podcast Network. So, mm -hmm. like, we have a platform, you know. That's obviously not the case for everybody. And so, it, if you ever feel like, if you are a podcaster and you feel like you are, like, screaming into the void, mm -hmm. it's okay. As long as you enjoy what you are doing, as long as you like having these conversations, as long as it doesn't feel like work to you right then fucking keep doing it absolutely always push through because there are moments of doubt like you and i have had episodes where we think oh i wonder if we should have done that differently or we worry about how things are going to land or we worry that we weren't supportive enough of our guests to make them feel comfortable and mm. like being creative is a struggle it's filled with self-doubt and sometimes despair and Yes, we are absolutely privileged to have Bloody Disgusting. We're in great company with these other podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also one of the reasons why we go after the guests that we do is because we want to share that exposure. Like we want to have other people's thoughts and feelings about films that you and I can't represent. So right. that's why we often go after female guests or female identifying guests. That's why we go after our trans and non-binary colleagues, because we want to augment the platform of queer creators. That's why we go after people of color, because it's representation that matters that we can't always address ourselves. And it peeked behind the curtain, everyone. So, I mean, because the, the, the way that we record, so, you know, because a lot of people, they'll do Skype as a video component, blah, 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 because people are more comfortable with that. We actually don't. And so, obviously, we have guests sometimes, and sometimes they're our friends, so we already have a rapport built in. But we don't have, we are, it's like a phone call, basically. Like, we are on a regular, old-timey phone call recording this, <laughs> sometimes with people that we have never actually had a conversation with before. So, yeah. I, honestly, like, and so I'm going to segue this into our guests here. I do want to make a sincere, sorry, we want to sincerely thank all of the guests we've had this year, because obviously while the people we know, the people that are our friends, like they're, they're coming in like, yeah, and I, I know Joe and Trace, whatever, but also the ones that don't know us that came in and just really stepped up to the plate to have these really, really good conversations on some fantastic and not so fantastic horror films this year. <laughs> yes, we apologize to the people that we invited on for not great movies, but I feel like the level of conversation, like our guests have always stepped up to the plate and swung for the outfield because we have had some banger conversations this year. We have tackled some really weird films, like more so than any other year. I feel like this year we tried to do a broader range of films because yeah. we were more comfortable with where we're sitting in terms of popularity and numbers and stuff. So we made a deliberate effort to try to schedule a wider berth of films. And that included a lot more classic films this year. And I was really pleased to hear that people enjoyed those episodes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, I, I, honestly, because 
a lot of the older films, they're films that I probably honestly wouldn't have watched without the podcast. But everyone, right. we program more of those older films this year because we kept getting requests for them. Because full disclosure, our first year, like I was very much like, no, we have to only do popular films because that's what's going to get us <laughs> noticed. But, yes. But, because we our, we did, you know, Always Shine was like our sixth episode, I think. And I was like, oh, I love talking about that movie. We did Lyle, which was also a really good movie. But it was like, well, that's not really going to bring in listeners. And I feel like, yes, this year, I I felt more comfortable being like, yes, let's do more obscure films. And I realize that sounds really self-serving because I'm like, I only want to – I'm the I'm the Hollywood exec, right? Like, no, appeal <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> but yeah. to give you a portrait, though, of like, you know – how this kind of went this year. I mean, obviously, our, our top performing episodes, you know, up quarter one, like Scream 3 was like fucking hit it out of the park. Saw was one of our most listened to episodes this year. The original Candyman, uh, mm-hmm. It Follows. Oh, Halloween 2018, by the way, is I think our most successful episode we've ever done. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, some of this was strategic. We tried to plan episodes that would tie into the release of new films. I mean, we were lucky enough to get new Candyman and Halloween films this year. Like, fuck Mm -hmm. yes, 2021. And I feel like people have also come to associate the podcast with certain types of films. So like, we know that a Scream film is going to do well. We know that a Sorority Row is going to do well, because these are the kinds of films that our listeners tell us they like to watch and they want to hear us talk about them. Yes, but on the flip side, so I mean, episodes that, I mean, again, I'm not going to say they did poorly, but they were just like, compared to other episodes, like they, they didn't have the download number. So films like Der Samurai, The Wolves of Cromer, Les Diabolique, they were some of our lowest performing episodes this year. And again, I'm going to get blunt here. Like if that would happen the first year, I would have been like, Joe, no, like let's, <laughs> we can't do things like that again. Now I don't care because honestly... And I'm going to go back to thank the listeners here because we had so many people reach out and say, oh, I watched this movie because y'all covered it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is what I fucking like to hear. And that's kind of my favorite thing that I like to hear about any episode, especially when it's an obscure film. Absolutely, because part of the reason that we program obscure films, and I I always go back to that one review that we got on Apple Podcasts. I think it was either the end of the first year or somewhere in the second year where the person was like, it was April the first year. We had done like Fatal Frame and Auto uh, Up with Dead People and like two other like basically four weeks in a row of obscure films. And that really mm-hmm. helped us for years two and three to um spread those out a bit more. <laughs> yeah, we, we learned that you need to have a mix of popular and more obscure that people tend to listen to domestic films as opposed to international films. So I guess the the thing that we always have to decide when we're programming is not just what do people want to hear, but what are some of the conversations that we think people need to hear? Mm -hmm. And that has really helped to inform our programming because even if things like foreign films or older films don't perform quite as well, the conversations that we get to have about them. And then you're right, the people who say, oh, you know what? I checked out that film because I knew you were going to cover it. And then they end up loving it. That's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, it's not just gratification. Oh, people are watching things because we are covering it. It's that people are discovering new and different kinds of films. And that's really exciting. Well, yeah, and that's the, I mean, I, I knew going in that Der Samurai was not going to be like a slam dunk of like a, a, a thousands and thousands of downloads thing. But mm-hmm. the conversation we had with guest Tim Backey, like that was the thing where it was like, oh, like, 
this is a great conversation on a film that not many people have seen. Um, it's on Tubi, by the way, y'all. Or no, maybe right. Shutter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you did that in the episode. I know, I probably did. But no, so I mean, honestly, it got me thinking, though, like, what are some, like, honestly, our favorite episodes from this year? Or maybe not even favorite, but things that we're most proud of. So, Joe, do you want to go first? Or would you like me to go first? So we're going to go kind of in, I guess, in order. And I just want to reassure people that... Yeah, these are not necessarily our favorite episodes. It's more that we think the conversation either went to places we weren't expecting or the episode turned out to be really informative and interesting. So I think the first one was one that we personally were really trepidatious about covering to the point where we actually ended up postponing it and then sitting on it for a little bit and then coming back with it. But yes. our episode on Silence of the Lambs, I think, turned out really well. And y'all, full stop. Like, we are aware that we are two cisgender white men talking about a film with a extensive... I mean, I'm saying transphobic legacy, but of course people got mad at me for saying that. But I, I do want to offer a thanks to Rana Cervantes for coming out and doing that because, A, she didn't have to. And it was just... You know, I, I agree with you. It's a film I was very trepidatious to cover because I was like, ooh, like, I mean, you know, what's the phrase? Like, stay, should we stay in our lane with this one? But I don't know. I, 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 it was simultaneously uncomfortable and rewarding to have that conversation. And I think right. it made for a good episode. But I don't know. Y'all let us know. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I think sometimes the episodes that we're the most afraid of often end up being the ones that are really memorable because we want to make sure that we don't get it wrong. Or yes, I agree. And I think part of the reason is because we're so afraid that we might get something wrong, we have a tendency to put the extra effort and go that extra mile. And I think we also make efforts to seek out guests that are really going to complement or ground us in a way that will keep us on our toes. Well, I don't know about you, Joe, but for me personally, because yes, we started this year. I mean, I, I was nervous going into that episode. And there are certain episodes and films we cover where I'm like, fuck, like I'm so nervous. I don't want to get backlash for talking about this. Or, yeah. Or like you said, for getting something wrong. And I actually will jump to the end of the year because I let those feelings go in mm -hmm. our discussion of the girl with the dragon tattoo. And, yeah. you know, I, again, this is a film where we didn't have a guest on the episode, and mm -hmm. we were talking about rape revenge, which, granted, while obviously men can be raped, it is predominantly a female field. Especially on film, too. Yes, especially on film. And it was one of those things and where I was like, Again, I walked in nervous, but once we started recording, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to say literally what is on my mind. And if it, th there is no right or wrong here. It is what I feel. We're going to try to talk about it. And when editing it, we intentionally didn't edit those conversations because I really, really, really wanted people to hear. I don't want to say the struggle we had talking about it, but how we were trying to parse through our own complex feelings about admittedly a complex subgenre of horror. And I have really mixed feelings about the idea that you can't have certain conversations if you are not identifying as a member of a certain often marginalized group. I often really push back strongly on that because I think it doesn't reflect the regular movie going experience of most people. Like we can't just segregate everybody so that if you, you know, haven't experienced sexual assault and you're not a sexual assault survivor, you can't talk about this. Like, we can't gatekeep in that way. But I think then the onus is on us that if we do want to go outside of our lane, we have to be more informed and we have to be, 
I guess, more careful about how we're phrasing things, how we talk about things. And we're not always going to get things right. But the reality is, is that we all need to do a better job of being more informed as opposed to putting the burden of education on other people to say, oh, this is good or this is bad. Absolutely. And you know, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to stop worrying about what am I allowed, quote unquote, to talk about, um, be it on this podcast or on Twitter. And just I'm just going to do it because at the end of the day, it's like, if you don't want to listen to two cisgender white gay men talk about a certain thing don't listen to it it's totally fine we're still gonna talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because oftentimes the conversation needs to be had or the conversation is worth having well and you know we had a review at some point this year that was like you know i i don't like that these two are the face of queer horror you know they should have called it horror gays or something and to an extent i mean i i understand that to an extent but it's also a thing where it's like i feel like i mean a we're not the face of queer horror y'all absolutely um, not nope there's a lot of queer horror podcasts out there yeah we are not the be-all end-all and there's more than 20 other podcasts minimum out there and i would say if we're not your cup of tea there's probably somebody else who is because there's so many of us now and that is only a good thing and that is also why we have these guests that a lot of them do have their own podcast so you can hear their perspectives get a taste for their work and see if you want to go listen to their show so absolutely we yeah, I mean, and again, fuck, again, it sounds like we're tooting our own horns here, but it's a fact. Like, <laughs> go listen to other queer horror podcasts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, well, what's, an, what's another one you liked, Joe? Okay, so I'm gonna go down the list and say I really enjoyed our conversation about Silent Hill. So we have covered a number of video game adaptations on mm -hmm. our respective main feed as well as Patreon this year. So we covered Resident Evil. We covered uh, Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. And then we covered Silent Hill. And this was one of those conversations where, I mean, there was five of us on it, which we had never done before. So no. that was partially fun. It was the fantastic guests, Podmortem, who I absolutely love. Um, I just think that they're so fucking hilarious. And yeah. I just think the conversation was really interesting. I thought it was going to be like a 65 minute episode because I thought we'd talk about how pretty the film <laughs> looks and how it compared to the game. And then we'd be out and it really went to some interesting places. I agree, but I will tell you, I put this on my list of episodes I was proud of because I spent upwards of 12 hours watching <laughs> watching playthroughs of the first three silent hill games <laughs> oh god i did so much work and by work i mean i sat on my couch and i watched youtube videos of people playing silent hill games so mm -hmm. i did a lot of i did a lot of research for that episode <laughs> okay so so differences in why it's memorable for for the both of us yeah it, i had a week full of silent hill because i never played the games right yeah I'm going to go back and I'm going to actually uh, say I really enjoyed our episode on Excision. And this is a film that I know both of us were really excited to cover. Yes. It's a smaller film, but it is a fantastic, if not exactly easy to watch film. And again, our, our guest on that, Ren Crane, who was so integral to our conversation for that, it was just... Mm -hmm. Again, dealing with a lot of difficult things, difficult real world issues, and just talking about it uh, i don't i don't have a nicer way of putting that no i i feel the exact same way and i feel the same about der samurai or the samurai uh mm -hmm. when we were talking with 10 i feel like both of those episodes did a really good job of 
bringing something to the conversation that you and I wouldn't have really been able to contribute. And mm-hmm. we could have still covered it on our own, and we probably would have done a fine job of it. But the yeah. conversation went to completely different places. I feel like I just keep saying that. Like, our guests bring new elements to the conversation. <laughs> And I feel like both of those just surprised me because I thought that they were relatively simple films and the conversation just spiraled and went to really unexpected parts. And another episode where I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say it was unexpected parts, but I, and y'all are going to laugh because I'm like, you're only picking that trace because it's your husband. But I really thought our episode, it follows was really good, but that was a film where, uh, this sounds so silly because I'm just like, it's a film where I've heard so many people talk about how boring that movie is or how mm-hmm. uninteresting that movie is. And I was surprised when Ari chose to come on the episode. Out of all the films we covered the year, he really wanted to do that one. And I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. But then when we had our episode and we were recording, we were having that conversation. It was like, oh, this is why. And I really, really enjoyed the conversations we had about that film linking it to anxiety and depression. Absolutely. So one of my other favorites was a film that we covered solo, and that was Mulholland Drive. And I knew that you were a fan, but I know that you struggle with surreal films or films Mm -hmm. that don't offer a lot of closure or don't have more defined reading. So I wasn't actually sure how it was going to go. And we also recorded that episode about two months before we released it. So we were (laughs) recording double episodes because we knew we were going to be very busy in October. and. I'm just really, really happy with the way that it turned out because that film is so important to me. And I was worried I was going to get mad at you. And then it ended up being like this huge gush fest. And I was so happy. You know, okay, well, so I, I had reservations about episode two, but not not for the reasons you did. It was one of those ones where I was like, okay, well, there's obviously there's so many interpretations of this film, so we, there's a lot to unpack. But it was also one of those things where it's like, well, in the 20 years since the film came out, what more can we possibly add to this conversation? And mm. it's it's similarly why we haven't yet covered films like Sleepaway Camp or um, why it took us a year and a half to cover Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Because it's one of those things where it's like, these are the these are the big ones. Like, what else can we add to this conversation? And with Mulholland Drive, I felt very similarly. But I agree. I I, I had a lot of fun talking about a movie that I wouldn't describe as fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a beautiful film. It's a moving <laughs> film. It's uh, not an easy film to just throw on. Yeah. I, I will say for my final pick of like, you know, oh, it's something I really love doing this year. Uh, it was actually an episode on Clue. And here's the thing. So... Clue, that is one of the most beloved comedies of all time. So mm-hmm. there's definitely pressure to get it right. But we also had guests on the show. Guests who we didn't really... That was an example of guests we didn't know. What happens is when you have a guest on, when you like, if you haven't talked to them before, you have to kind of go through this, like, this early period. Like, um... This early period of getting to know each other, getting like getting through icebreaker moments during the recording. And so sometimes, at least for me, Joe, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I can get in my head and be more focused on the guests and the conversation at hand. And these ladies at Good Morning Nancy, I mean, knocked it out of the park. They came, they knew the assignment, and they fucking were ready to talk about Clue. And that was possibly <laughs> one of the most fun conversations we have ever had on this podcast. Yeah, that was easily one of the more high-energy episodes that we yeah. have recorded. And <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to be fun because Clue is just such a great movie, but 
I knew it was going to be fun because Clue is just such a great movie. And I think that definitely contributed to the conversation because we were all having so much fun talking about a film that is so fun. And I mm-hmm. I don't know, when I was editing that episode, I was like, oh, I'm laughing. Like the, the laughter and <laughs> the joy in this episode is infectious. Yeah, I, I, you sent me that too when you were editing. I was like, oh, good. I'm so fucking excited to listen. And I did. And I agree with you. <laughs> So I think the final one that I'm going to highlight is actually the very first episode that we did of the year. I am always excited to revisit a screen film, but I also Mm -hmm. worried that our screen three coverage was going to be us inadvertently shitting on the movie the whole time. Yeah, it ended up being one of our longest episodes. We actually had longer episodes on average this year than ever before. Mm-hmm. Proof that we can't shut the fuck up. I, you know, I think that's so because I mean, again, y'all know this. Joe and I have met in person once in our lives, and that was during the Nightmare on Elm Street two live recording at Fantastic Fest back in twenty twenty. No, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. It was the first year. Yeah. Oh fuck! The second it was, year was the pandemic. It was the pandemic. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> shit um but no I, I, and we have i haven't like said this to you enough but like we we have become friends like we started writing like before we even spoke over the phone or over computer shit like we just wrote to each other and then we started podcasting together and then we met and then we kept podcasting together and it's a thing where it's like we just become closer friends so it's easier to get have longer conversations so and honestly it's one of those things where listeners i hope that you enjoy hearing us talk to each other as much as we enjoy talking to each other (laughs) yeah i mean one of the things that's joyful about a podcast as it ages is that because we know each other like a, we become more similar, which is terrifying to both of us. Dude, our our, our taste in movies, it, it's not totally aligned, but it no. is becoming more and more aligned where I'm like, oh, Joe's going to fucking hate this movie. And then you end up liking it. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but I think that that also, I mean, hopefully it sounds fun for people to listen to. Oh, my God. What are we even saying? I don't know. Coming back to Scream 3. I don't know. I mean, I love that the screen films are one of the things that unites us as I think queer audiences, we most often all tend to gravitate towards them. But Scream 3 is a lot of people's least favorite entry. Some people actively think it's bad. And I think that film set us on a really good trajectory this year. Like, it's got sexual assault in it. It's got a bunch of, like, Hollywood comedy stuff. Like, we've covered more comedies on the podcast this year than we ever had before. So, in a way, Scream 3 kind of set the tone and the bar for the rest of the year i agree and actually i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna slide in my freeway conversation here because i i know that we i know that that movie was like a lot um for you (laughs) but again that was a movie i've been waiting to talk about forever and we do have a similar film to talk about next year on the podcast that i also think you're going to have similar issues with but Mm -hmm. it was just one of those where i was like oh i'm so glad we can finally talk about this movie that a lot more people knew about than I thought. <laughs> yeah. And a lot more people felt the way you did. I mean, not surprising anyone, a lot more people felt the way you did than me. But yeah, it, it had way more, I guess, engagement and interest from listeners than I thought. Like when we programmed it, we thought, okay, this isn't going to be a big hit for us. And right. we got a lot of response to it. 
Well, here's the thing. In downloads, it was one of our lower performing episodes. But in terms of engagement in which people reached out to us to talk to us about the film or comment on the episode, mm-hmm. it was a lot higher than normal. Yeah, that and I think the Buffy episode where it was like, oh, these are smaller properties that have more of a niche audience, but the people who like it or are engaged with it are very vocal and very excited. Speaking of vocal, though, by the way, um, what we were this year was vocal on the Patreon because we crossed 150 hours of bonus content. Well, sorry, extra content on the Patreon. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, we also recorded more episodes on Patreon than we ever had before. So obviously, we did record an extra audio commentary that helped to push us over the edge. But we ended up recording 61 episodes for Patreon this year, Trace. So that's over one a week, just over one a week, y'all. And again, not to toot our own horns, but we do a lot of work. We do a lot of recording. (laughs) (laughs) And and Joe is always trying to get me to do more things. And so we did do more things this I mean, one of the things that I really enjoy about Patreon is that we treat it slightly differently. So it's obviously an extension of the main feed episodes. But a lot of the time, we're a little bit looser. We're a little bit more kind of fast with our analysis because we're covering films that are new. So I feel like you get a different flavor on the Patreon. And obviously, we get to cover individual topics so we're not always talking about films and sometimes our listeners give us really great ideas of what they want to hear us talk about if you have not subscribed to our patreon yet um a go do it but b what how i describe it to joe (laughs) Mm -hmm. i always because because sometimes we'll get our heads and we'll be like oh my god then we need to do more analysis blah 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 and for something like the new Candyman, we will do that for something like promising young woman we will do that but Mm -hmm. my idea going into the patreon was always like no 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 This is literally like we both went to go see this movie in theaters together and we walked out and we are talking in the parking lot. Like that Mm -hmm. is the vibe I want for all those Patreon episodes. So hopefully it comes across that way. But um, yeah, (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed, go to patreon.com slash horrorqueers. When you go, please make sure you note that it will only show you the first three tiers. You do have to click the see more tiers at the bottom if you want to see our $8 and $10 tiers and get them all the bonus content for you. Indeed. And also, we will not hate you if you want to pledge for one month and then say, I'm going to try to listen to a bunch of content. And then that's all the money I have. A lot of people do that kind of stuff. And just because the numbers line up so beautifully right now, I'm just going to say if you subscribe at the $10 level, those 150 hours mean that you're paying 15 cents an hour for that content. Yes. In case you're not familiar with Patreon, just so you know, like, yeah, if you pay at the $1 level right now, you are getting every single episode that's come to one dollar like at that time if you pay for the ten dollar level you're getting literally every piece of bonus content we ever had so you can always it's not like a temporary thing you have access to everything Mm -hmm. so joe do you want to i don't know do do we want to tease anything for next year we have the schedule mapped out so uh, that being said everyone that is not meant to discourage you from uh, sending us requests for films. But yes, um, we do have our 2022 schedule locked in place. So requests will now be moving into 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yes, teases for 2022. Well, I think everyone knows that we're going to lead the year off with Scream 4. So that's something to get excited about. And trust when I say... We have been waiting to have this conversation for four years now. Oh so my we're God. also excited. For in case you can't tell though, I love Scream 4. So that's a tease <laughs> for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in case you can't tell, I am also excited for Scream 4. <laughs> uh, the other fun tease that I'm going to say is that if the schedule remains as it is, is we're going to shift slightly away from historically driven films. We still have some older films, but we're actually mm. going to go more international in 2022. Yes, so get your reading glasses on and get your subtitles ready. Indeed, yeah. Uh, Some titles on there that I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time, and I'm super excited. But rest assured, we've got a bunch of popular stuff if those episodes are less of your bag. Oh, trust me, we had a three-hour meeting last month to finalize the schedule. It was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded sarcastic. It wasn't meant to be sarcastic. (laughs) God, such a dick. And then one final thing. Uh, So obviously, one of the other things that we have, in addition to the main feed and the Patreon, is that we do these little bonus mini-sodes where we've been covering queer horror. And we took a brief hiatus to do Chucky reviews in the fall. So we wanted to reassure folks that we are going to continue coverage of both horror shorts as well as maybe some TV next year. So maybe not just Chucky. We've got some other things in the works. Yes. And with the TV, we're still kind of, well, A, we're still deciding. And by we, I mean I. Mm-hmm. But we have ideas of shows we would want to cover. But on, actually, I'm going to take this moment, though. If there is a show you want to hear Joe and I just talk about um, on a weekly or biweekly basis, email us at horrorqueers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And the Fanables should note, yes, we have that one on the list. Yes, Hannibal's definitely on the list. That's it. We're going to leave it at that. Um, Otherwise, stay tuned for 2022, y'all. We have things in store. So that's really, I mean, that's kind of the end of our year in recap. But don't pause your player because we have more for you right now. Joe, one of my favorite things, and I I like to say this a lot because we heavily edit the podcast. and You always say heavily edit like we're auto-tuning our voices or something. (laughs) No, honestly, because uh, we guessed it on someone's podcast, and they said, just so you know, I heavily edit, so you can, like, you know, do, don't worry about whatever. Um, obviously, y'all, we don't always sound perfect. We have awkward silences. We have pee breaks. We stumble. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm really drunk, and I slur my way through a thought that doesn't make any sense, and we oh have to God. cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, we give to you some 2021 bloopers. And why don't we start there with your fuck-ups, Joe? Because since you always kick off episodes, um, you don't always get the beginnings right. So why don't we listen to a few times when you, um, well, fucked up the beginning. And welcome back to Horror Queers. Sorry. Let me try that again. No, it's <laughs> I was just, like, I wait, am I, I didn't have it me? open. I didn't have it open. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Take two. So we begin with an opening scene that introduces our family, which is comprised of sleep off. Uh, I'm always good right off the bat, folks. <laughs> so I think I'll kick us off, Joe. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. I don't know a way to get you into the mood for a movie faster. Your volume is on. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Do you want to start over? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I literally turned off the volume. Fucking hate. It's okay. And welcome back to Horror Queers. It's your full line. Ooh, right off the top. <laughs> Fantastic. Look, all I have to say is in my defense, starting a show can be hard. 
And it's not like you're always the best at doing this podcasting business, Trace. I will say that sometimes you do imbibe on the episodes, <laughs> and those episodes can get a little messy. But it doesn't make any... Again, for your concluding chapter of your trilogy, why are you going to break the tradition? Maybe yeah. they thought they were being clever. <laughs> but it doesn't work. Oh my god, Trace. <laughs> We were meant to think that he was just going to get a knife in the head and he would die. Well, they'll never kill... They'll never kill Dewey. Trace, are you even still here? Yes, I'm here. I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> Remember that it's, it's three people on the podcast. You need to chime in every <laughs> I No, I, I'm letting y'all talk. I'm trying to be good. No, you're not. You're drinking. <laughs> no, I, I finished my drink like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I heard the ice cubes. Yes. That'll be fun. And that did Okay, yeah, I'm not the proudest of those, and I will say, listeners, that what you were missing, and I think I've talked about this before, but, well, you obviously know, but I did cut out 20 minutes of our episode on the X-Files, I want to believe, because I got so belligerent towards the end. Um, oh, my God. And we will never release those 20 minutes, but <laughs> but anyway, but Joe, you actually have a little tick you do, where if you mess up, you do this thing, you wrote in the notes, ugh, but what you, it's like this, <laughs> this, it's that. So It's a sound effect. Why don't we listen to those? <laughs> they decide to go to Niagara Falls, where they get awkwardly married at the wedding. Eh. So there is a, a bit of an unusual scene. This part almost feels like a bit. Eh. So they're. Eh. <laughs> I'm actually really tense for what this grown man. Eh. Dren gets a killing blow in, kills Clive, stings him right in the heart as well, which I love because earlier Clive, um, in the conversation where he's like, where they... Indeed, yes. Indeed, yes. So people don't know what that means. It means... Uh, so... So uh, we open... On a dark and stormy night, as an elegant three, as a group. Eh. And this is our introduction to Alessa Gis. Eh. And this is where she sees said ge geometric shape. Eh. The film's most shocking moment of violence is where Stokey. Eh. But um, just to give you a bit of a, a primer around what housing. Eh. Yeah. Uh, so this is when we get higher by pleat. Ah. So I think one of the other fascinating things about this episode, and it actually made me uncomfortable in how heavily... Ah. I do like that Maggie is also as good at... Ah. I do love that Maggie is also as good as... Ah. Okay. <laughs> Third time's the charm. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, so yes, sometimes I do fuck up, and ugh, yeah, I do do that, okay. But I will say, one of the fun things is because you have to tackle the history portion of the main feed episodes, sometimes you don't always get the details right. Sometimes I actually forget things that we have done, things that we have covered, or other things that we do. <laughs> so here we go! So, no, so when we discussed that for our Patreon last year, and everyone, this is also in the main feed. We dropped it uh, last, last year? Yes, for the main feed. No, yes, no. 
We dropped it two years ago in the main feed. It was 2019, sorry. I feel like we discussed a film that did something similar where, oh my god, it was cutting out sex stuff. They marketed it as a, um, as a, uh, like a, um, oh my god, fuck, what is it? And everyone go listen to our episode on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because I disagree with Joe on this point. <laughs> uh, we don't have an episode on Scary Stories. Oh, wait, did we not do that? Mm-mm. Oh, well. I'm going to delete that. <laughs> I thought, I, we talked about it a lot for sure. We I guess we just didn't record yeah. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woof. That's embarrassing. Um, well, Joe, um, in addition to your, um, you also, <laughs> you also like to say things, stop yourself and go, nope, nope, nope. That's not right. So yeah, here's that. <laughs> so Franny declares to Doreen that like, this is where the idea sparks. They're going to use the wolves. And we were getting intercut scenes of Seb. Nope. Of Gabe. No. <laughs> Why Seth. have I forgotten their names? Gabe and Seth. Ga- there we go. I'm sorry. Gabs and Gabs. Seth. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like Gallic has taken this to a whole new level, particularly when he does see the alien, because you get a lot more about how he reverses it. No. What am I looking for? What is the word? reveres it yes <laughs> thank you we're gonna be getting our my bloody valentine no joe yes what are we talking about next week uh i i don't think we're gonna have the same nope not gonna say that <clears throat> yeah don't do that <laughs> so we also have product nope not productive mother okay so basically the inciting ins no not even Let's try that again. <laughs> okay, so this debuted in Mario Bava Mario Bava's Shook. Shock. Nope, Shock. Let me try that again. <laughs> oh my god. So this debuted in Mario Bava's Shook. Nope. Did it again. <laughs> we could have had some other instigating, inciting fact. Nope. And honestly, punctuating it with the visual and punctuating it. Nope. <laughs> I like the idea of a vengeful Helen getting revenge. On, no. Uh, but one of the things that people may not know, I'm going to reference Dennis Trudet. Nope. Denis Trudet's. Nope. One more time. No, it's not the failure that people like to assign. But I will remember that when the box num, but when the box num, oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, as you teased, we are coming to the end of November, which means we are headed into holiday horror season. Trace. So I thought that we should check out a little uh, passion project, and you know, I'm feeling no. Okay. <laughs> So close, so close. I almost nailed it. So I have this, uh... Okay, so I've got... Nope. (laughs) This is what you've missed, Ari. This is what it's like all the time now. You've got it, baby. Thanks. (laughs) Up next is best sequence, so you could consider this a prolonged scare. You could just think of it as a high point of a film, like a big dramatic uh, sequence. Oh my god, I can't even talk. <sighs> um, 
Yeah, so this is basically a, a longer sequence. Nope, still just saying the same word. <laughs> well, we got lots of lots of fun bonus content. There you go. In my defense, I like to think that I'm very good at self-correcting, so uh, I'm going to treat that like a badge of honor. <laughs> As you should. I mean, at least I'm able to self-edit. Uh, I find some of the things that you do is you like to prove how smart you are. So let's hear a couple of instances where you are playing Mr. Smarty Pants. No, it, it is, uh, it's going to shutter. Oh, it is going to shutter. Oh, but it's wait, 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 wait. Later, sorry. right? May 21st release of the shutter premiere to follow. You're right. Um, so yeah, sorry. You are correct. Just, yeah. <laughs> Jade and Jesse, they both end up calling David for emotional support. So our queer character re-enters the film. And it's basically to reassure them that they're both acting irrationally. We also have a brief... Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Are you about to mention Kathy and Jimmy? Yes, I am. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I admit I do like to feel smart. And sometimes I do lord that over you. because, but, but it comes from a place of love because I know in reality that you are much smarter than I am. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but but where you are not smart is when you have to um read things. Uh because <laughs> you actually don't get names right a lot. And it's really weird because you're you're really terrible at it. So I'm so bad. Yeah. I, I yeah. So why don't we listen to you butcher some people's names? I mean, I think because every character in this is a caricature except right. for maybe Finn and obviously Sicily or Cecily. Cecily. Let me try that again. Mm -hmm. We can figure it out. You just have to leave a few breadcrumbs. I mean, you just have to leave a few breadcrumbs. God damn it. Breadcrumbs. <laughs> Let's try it again. And well, also, you're going to cast Damanju Hansu. No. Jaiman Honshu. Jaiman. And you're going to cast Jaiman Hansu and then. <laughs> Damn it, I did it wrong. Again. No, you, so it's Jaiman. So Jaimun. Jai Jaimun. Um, Hansu. Hanshu. Like Han Solo, shoe that you put on your foot. Hanshu. Shoe. I've never pronounced it that way. Okay. And you're going to cast Jaimun Hansu. Hanshu. Jaimun Hanshu. There you go. Okay. So the main issue that I had back in 2003 was that I really, really disliked uh, Arlie Emery's. No. Um, Arlie Ermey. Right. So the main issue that I had back in 2003 was that I really disliked Arlie Ermey. Ermey. Oh my god. Ermey. Like, like Hermes. Er like Hermes. Oh. But er nope. Not going that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so no. confuse you more. <laughs> <laughs> so the main reason that I did not like this movie all that much back in 2003 was I really didn't like the sheriff character played mm -hmm. by Arlie Ermey. I still don't think I can pronounce Sinalathan correctly. Oh my god, Sinalathan, dude! <laughs> well, in my defense, I'm not the only person who mispronounces things. You also do this. That's what they're saying. Maybe they were lying for humble... Hum, hum, humbility? Hum, humbly? Humility's sake. Humility. <laughs> Humility. <laughs> Boy, that um, humbled you right now. <laughs> Um, this is from the directors of Inside, uh, Maury and blah, 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 someone. Um, <laughs> I got to cut that out. But, but yeah, and so then we just get this really, like, lengthy scene of Sheriff Dearborn, like, flotting, flotting, swatting flies away from his food. 
She had accolades. They just accolades. 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 God damn it. He writes, you know, visually, the films employ chiaroscuro lighting and expressionistic it's, effects. It's. Oh, no. Chiaroscuro. Oh, my God. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been saying that wrong my entire <laughs> life. I mean, not that I say it all the time, but like. <laughs> okay. Kier what? Chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro. Oh, my God. So, so they realize this because Breed basically. Breer. Bre Breer. God damn it. Breed. <laughs> So it was modified into Congo's con Congo, the Congo. Um, so oh, it was modified modif into the Congo. <laughs> We're in the eight movie now. Um, so it was modified. Okay. <clears throat> I actually like that. Like the 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 discrepancy. No, the disparity. No. Whatever the difference between her her outfit and everything else. Or do both because you're actually getting the unedited version on YouTube, which means. More stupidness. Yeah, we have a lot of mistakes. Uh, fire sirens, fire hydrants. Uh, no, no, no. <coughs> fire truck sirens and things like that. <laughs> yep. Because when we discussed Rebecca back in October, it was something very similar. We talked about, oh, how they how they made the mansion, the Manderley. Man, sorry. Ugh. To maintain the feel of the games, they actually brought in the sound designer from the games, Akira Yamamoto. Yama, oh, my God. And then, of course, this is the same guy that also created the prologue that we're going to... Oh, God damn it. We're going to look at the best horror headlines of the year. Also, some of the... Lo escandal no, no. Escandalos. <laughs> the scandals that have happened through the year. Okay, yeah. So I don't really know how to say words. So you get the names, I get the words. And we're like two pieces of a puzzle. We help each other out. Indeed, yeah. Now, one of the things that I have found worse this year than ever before is what I like to call pandemic brain, which is that the longer <laughs> I podcast, the more things I forget. And you actually get this great moment where basically, uh, oh my god, here we go. I'm starting to lose names. <clears throat> I think that's why those scenes with Trevor and... Uh, Shit. Purcell. Yes. She's seeing her kiss her... God, what is it when you get engaged? Engaged. Fiance? There we go. A fiance. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you for sure that... Um... Nope, it's gone. I can tell you for sure that... Oh my God, what's the Cooper coin? Uh, Clockwork Orange. Thank you. I do like the imagery when Cassie is banging Daniel's head against the wall and it's loosening bricks in the prison fortress. Oh, yeah. It reminds me, I think, a little bit of... Um... God, I'm losing my words. <sighs> Yikes. Oof. Woof. Well, you know what? That's okay, because not we can't get things right the first time all the time. Um, as listeners may know, I have a tendency to be a bit crude... A bit raunchy, much to my mother's chagrin. And um, sometimes those things don't... Well, sometimes they land with a thud. So, <laughs> so here's some of those examples. <laughs> I'm just saying, cut this out. It's Detroit. Like, there's cocaine there. There's so cocaine I, everywhere, Trace. I'm ready to have my mind changed. I, my, my, my mind and my whole is open. Oh. Okay. Um, I love that That's going to work. <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll look forward to that then. <laughs> Cut that out. Don't say, don't put that in there. <laughs> we don't talk about buttholes. Um no, we don't.
<laughs> we don't talk about the curvature of the penis either. I mean, we're assuming they have curved penises. I bet you they're straight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> I I don't know what to do with that. Okay, sure. <laughs> that, that is the cutting room floor. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hitchcock was interested in the queer experience when you look at the number of queer actors and queer characters he includes in his films. But yeah, this one. Very queer indeed. I wonder if it's you know it's like you know you 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 want what you can't have. You're you're fascinated by what you aren't. So maybe it's because Hitchcock was not queer. Uh, he was just fascinated with queer life, similar to how I'm fascinated with uncircumcised penises because I don't have an uncircumcised penis. Okay, <laughs> who had seventy seconds into the podcast? <laughs> but Jesus. <yes>. No. <laughs> I think your mother would be very offended by a lot of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we talked earlier about how sometimes you're a smarty pants, but I think sometimes I need it because I do get details wrong as well. And welcome back to Horror Queers. We're talking Judy Jergenstein. We're talking 100% cotton. Stop. What? Judy Jergenstein. God damn it, it's funny, I had it written down. That too. Stern. Stern. <laughs> we may struggle to find some different kinds of reading, but you know what? I'm excited to revisit some 80s slasher. 80s slasher. Ninety. Also... It's 91. Damn it. <laughs> and he is told, okay, you need to meet with a man called the Coyote. And the cowboy. he's like, oh, fuck, right, okay. Until he is collected by his mother, Claire, mm-hmm. who is played by Barry Stewart Matheson. And Ma- uh, 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 Masterson. What did I say? Matherson? You said Math- like Tim Matheson, yeah. Okay. Yes, Alice is trying to do her best, and Alice is played by Anara Sarkis. And, and she's Inanna. giving... Inanna. Is it? Okay. And yes, uh, shit. And then I think uh, Star... Oh, sorry, one sec. Mm-hmm. And then Star Raven Harvest. This is basically oh, no, 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 no. like... Rainbow Harvest. God damn it. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm-hmm. And this woman names herself Rita after she is discovered in the shower and she sees a picture... Or sorry, she sees a poster of the film Rita in uh, the aunt's bathroom. Of the film Gilda starring Rita Hayworth. Fuck, there we go. Okay. Should I just take that again, or should we just go? Go ahead and do it again. It's fine. Folks, if you don't know who Richard Speck is, he's a relatively famous serial killer who raped, tortured, and murdered eight nurses in the South Chicago Community Hospital on January 13th. Mm. July. Oh, sorry. 1966. There we go. July. July. What did I say? January. January. Okay. You want well, to try that, that again? <laughs> talk about that rape again. <laughs> let me talk about that rape again. Oh, sure as fuck can. Yes. And cross out Horror Queers Patreon. Nope, not Patreon. Damn it. So in a way, it's really glad that you have me here. Um, so I can Ugh. help you be right. <laughs> yes, that. But you know what? It's okay. Because while I also get podcast history wrong, I also get movie details wrong quite frequently. Um, yeah, I don't always get it right, y'all. I'm sorry. I do the research, but sometimes it just in one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, go subscribe to that. And you can listen to our August episodes on The Boy Next Door. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm.
<laughs> You're just gonna get doing that. I'm gonna keep doing it. On the boy behind the door. Basically, Angie Riseborough and her father have her at father? some point. I'm, I'm sorry, her husband. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, too, we they don't know where they're going, right? Uh, no, they know that they had to deliver the dolls to Hackensack. Oh, whoops. Oh, my God. I'm cutting that out. Holy fuck. <laughs> Monday brain, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> we can fill in the blanks because she's Billy's mother. That right. is That is a relationship. Okay. The Roman character has... N- oh, my God. No, dude. Think about what you're saying. He has the exact same relationship that Laurie Metcalf has. You are correct. You are correct. But I had a point. Okay. <laughs> It's really weird. I mean, but, you know, it, it's the 80s. We're pre-Reagan era. Wait, is Reagan president in the 80s? Oh, fuck if I know. He's oh, your fuck. president. I know. I should know that. <laughs> I'll look it up. So, okay. First of all, let's start with writer Adam Scott here. So, Adam... Sorry. Oh, my God. Adam Scott. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let's start he with writer... Bonnie and... Wait, what? Blooper reel. Definitely has. And uh, actually, once I found today, uh, Small Soldiers has a really good Bride of Chucky. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Small Soldiers has a really good Bride of Frankenstein riff. He began looking for his Eden. Uh, I'm so, oh, my God. His Eden. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's a blooper. No, it's a blooper. Uh, sorry. Um, Annalyn McCord plays Eden on Nip Talk. <laughs> and that's where that came from. Oh, my God. This was actually supposed to come out, or I'm sorry, this was actually supposed to be released be Nope, fuck me. You know, we actually didn't mention this either, so after, you know, we get her spiel, we also have Sam. Uh, Sam. We also have Flint. Damn it. We also have Finn. Uh, yeah, podcasting is uh, a wild game in that regard, isn't it? Know what else is wild, Trace? Living downtown in a major metropolis... I will say this next one is brief because we're pretty good at doing some silencing on the audio, but uh, I'd be lying if I said that there wasn't some traffic noises in the background of most episodes. And so this scene just very much, I was like, oh, like young girl, blood in the bed, like that's Angel Heart. It's deeply relatable to queer people. Holy shit. Is it you? Living by the highway is great. I love okay. it. So this is going to sound really um, uh, self-indulgent, self-involved, but I, I listen to our show. And uh, <laughs> when I drive when I'm on my commute to work in the mornings, when you have, a, let's say, a police siren. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a fire truck um, yes. driving by you. I literally I'm driving to work and I'm looking around like, where the fuck is the cop? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what? No, no, no. It's okay. Because um, my fault, um, I'm sorry, one of my biggest issues is that I talk very fast. It's one of the reasons why um, Gilmore Girls is one of my favorite shows, because I they talk normal to me. So oh a lot of times what has to happen is you have to tell me to slow down. Because if I don't, this is what happens. Just like, check your privilege before you're making jokes about it, people. Yeah. I mean, well... I- Yes, yes, but given... And of course, our discussion on hillbilly horror. We do have one more treat for... We do have one more treat for... Oh my god. Y'all, we are talking um, former 
uh, film director of our... Nope, nope, nope. Um, we are talking Rob Cohen, former film... How do I put that? Well, I'm trying to think of like gimmicky settings, right? Like I, or or, or even like like a like a like a theme park with roller coasters and shit. But again, like, like um, or or uh, 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 um, but I just wonder if like his film style is similar because I mean, I, I the way so even my okay, slow down, that, slow down. But but that being said, I've seen this episode. It does work as a completely standalone episode. So if you've never seen it, so if you've never seen this show, this movie does work as. This Try episode, that again. <laughs> yeah, we're really kind of getting into it because again, she the, the, have we already gotten to the part where oh nope sorry we haven't gotten to the part where she learns that Bob is nope sorry he, sure, god damn it um, where she sees him on the on the news <laughs> and I'm just like no the issue was that Dream Child grossed half of what Dream Master less than half of what oh, sorry more than half of what nope less than half of what Dream Dream Master did <laughs> uh, maybe take that again Trace. We're talking Adam Egypt Mortimer's. That's a mouth. Oh my god. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're talking Adam Egypt. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I was say we could also again. We're going. Okay. Cut out every time I say again. Um. <laughs> or if you don't know the backstory that she used to apparently scream, yell at Joss Whedon on set, which is well, I, I feel like that was playfully so, right? Mitchell conceived It Follows based on a recurring dream he had in his youth about being followed. Um, from what he, he and he, blah, blah. Like, this is a straight, a cishet straight, cishet straight. The only reason the provost dies is because he murdered Will. Because Coach does not murder anyone. Like, we, we know that uh, Coach <laughs> gets the provost, because Paul Walker calls his dad his dad gets the provost to go there because I guess he can't get there himself. So he he has to know because we don't. Okay, God wait, it. Trace. What are you trying to say? <laughs> um, I fuck. Um, I was going to talk about. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> cut that out. I have never felt more out of the loop with people with that movie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have never felt more out of the loop than I have. God damn it. Like, I mean, I think so many of the... Re- so, so many of the... Re- blah, blah. And when practiced solo, even the creation of any interpersonal race... Race? Trace? No, race. <clears throat> Every year. A se- oh, God damn it. It is a classic. It is a classic. Um, I Again, show... But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It is one of my favorite things about you is just how you will rush head first into every conversation and then figure out what you're trying to say about 10 seconds later. (laughs) It's worse when I'm drinking, which is why I don't drink on the podcast anymore. (sighs) The editor in me thanks you for that, sir. (laughs) But Joe, the next item on our list we have is Joe everything else. So please let us know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's basically a hodgepodge of all of the other weird shit that I managed to do during a recording. You know what? Fair. Let's give it a listen. Okay, so Nick finds Tina uh, as Amanda. No, wait. Oh my god, notes. What does that mean? There we go. Okay, there should have been a comma. My apologies. 
Adrian is a very he's he's feeling himself uh now that he's at college i was <laughs> like trying to wait for what euphemism you were going to drop there i was like what what's about to come out of your mouth <laughs> uh well what is not coming out of my mouth no um <laughs> cut that <clears throat> okay <laughs> <laughs> So uh, because of their respective issues with Buffy and Willow uh, and yeah, Buffy and Willow. Let me try that again. Oh my God. <laughs> the scene is framed solely through Ruby's desires as twisted as they are. When Jesse appears, oh shit, sorry. <clears throat> when Jesse appears as a fantasy, she's lounging on a chip. Oh my God. When Jesse appears as a fantasy, she's lounging on a chair. Why do I keep saying chair instead of couch? <clears throat> chase lounge. Are you trying to say chase lounge again? <laughs> again. Partially because I really wanted to watch the final sequence, the parts that he adds after yep. he got the money to come back and remake it. And oops, sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited. <clears throat> Most See, women. I... Well, one more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Most women struggle to love themselves from the beginning. They have a conception of self. So when the mirror provides perfect love to Megan. Nope, that is an incomplete sentence. I'll just cut that part out. No, I was like, tell me more. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so this is by Carmille Banaski. So this is by <laughs> Carmille Banaski, and it is from The Rumpus. And of this final piece, she writes, we are propelled into a started end of the episode of course <laughs> we are propelled into a started a star i'm just gonna skip that <laughs> all right um next up joe our our last film for june jesus <laughs> it's not even the busy month it's okay <laughs> oh no you're, you're up oh right you did too late sorry <laughs> blooper well, that was um, that was eclectic. I will say that. But no, thank you. You know what? I, there were a couple others where I was like, oh, this is, these, these bloopers don't really fit into a category. So here's my hodgepodge of things. Also, Greg, I must commend you on bringing your culinary linguistics into the podcast. <sighs> piping thank bag you is for not referencing the piping bag. <laughs> uh, um, also, I'm gonna pee, but y'all keep talking because I'll be like thirty seconds. No, I, I agree. Okay, wait. Pause. I want yep. to pee because I am okay. drinking during this because I know we're about to get to the courtroom scene. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll pee too. Uh, so we introduce categories like a best animal, best no. <laughs> Ooh, God bless. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bloopers. All right. So tell us more about the making of this film that we actually do know. Yeah, I mean. Again, a lot of this is widely available, um, but I, I won't undercut myself like I just fucking did. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Queers and join our Facebook Horror Queers group to hang out with other listeners. <laughs> wow. Literal record scratch. Also, hold on. My, um... I kept hearing, like, a noise. I was like, what is that noise? It's because the, um, the volume button on my microphone is hitting the button on my shirt. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Or just do that a couple times so that if you need to noise reduce it later. Yeah. Just, let me just button my shirt so I'm not like a slut. Oh my god, you whore. I know. I do enjoy it when we have mic difficulties because that's a universal issue for podcasters. There was literally months at a time where I was, I was editing and I was like, there is something 
on my audio. I don't know what the fuck it is. And it was literally the cord for my mic rubbing against the microphone head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Audio, man. It's tricky. As it can be when, well, not your pets, but sometimes we have a lot of pets on the show, be it from me or my guest. Uh, my guest. Oh, my God. <laughs> be it from me or our guests. Uh, so sometimes dogs interrupt and uh, we have to halt the recording because of them. And um, here's some of those. And well, wait, wait, okay. hold on. I hear the dogs. Yeah, and one time I just showed up with a boyfriend. They were very, you know, accepting. And I was, you know, happy to have that acceptance <laughs> of my boyfriend. But they would blow up over other... Th- I'm sorry, guys, my dogs. Sorry. That's fine. All right, just, I'll just start over. Yeah. But yeah, like, my family never... My family never... I'm so sorry. No, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Fine. No, it happens it's all so the time with dogs. No, like, man. My... Bobby, my dogs have done this a thousand times. <laughs> She just boat. dumps that fucking butt in the water, and I thought, bitch, no. Mm-mm. Yes, and... God damn it, hold on. Spiders! Go to bed. Go to bed. I do kind of like that she's kind of like, hey, see ya, because he's feeling the loss, not only because... I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear that. I can't, but that's funny. I thought okay. it was a bat. Oh, it's like a loud shrieking dog. Um, <laughs> no, it's a bat. Oh, Lindsay, God, you're calling. Bat. It's a bat that shrieks like a morky. Um, oh my God, it's so loud. Tell me if you can hear it. it. Okay. Um, what was I in the middle of the sentence? Yeah. So they were originally going to do show the creature even less. I think they wanted to wait until like the 50 minute mark to actually like wow. show the creature in full. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, Butters just like opened the door. <laughs> Um, go to bed, boys. Okay, so I, I didn't know if you like walked them or something. Hold on, let me put them in their crates. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Um, fuck. What was I saying? And welcome back to Horror Queers. It's your Patreon minisode, and I'm Joe. <laughs> Sorry, coach just walked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coach just walked in as Andrew is uh turning on the faucet. I feel like audiences were more butters. <laughs> more butters. They're trying to give him a gentle redemption. Oh, shit. Sorry, hold on. No, you're fine. Sorry, Andrew just walked in from the pool. He's like moaning into the microphone. <laughs> oh my god, Spock, you're a nightmare. Hold on. You can't. Okay. Actually, Trace, I've, uh, okay. I did start to save dog interruptions as a potential, like, oh thing my God, we could do for episode. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, my dog was just, like, into it's the microphone. Okay. I'm like, can you not? Okay, I'm back. Oh, my God, Lindsay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I think in the theatrical cut, you actually get to see a dog attacked. So that clarifies yeah, how, the, how the... Oh, I am so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> the bloopers, Joe. I will say, it fills me with delight when we have a canine encounter on the podcast. Oh, it's great. Now, we have one item left on this agenda, Joe, so why don't you take us home? 
Okay, so sometimes the episodes are either running long or we feel like we should be talking about the film and we get a little bit sidetracked. So this final bit is a bit of a collection of different instances where we trimmed it for either time or because it was too off topic. So enjoy the random bits of tangents. At least Friday 13th Part 7 did beat Halloween 4 which had $17.8 million in 1986. Oh, sorry, in 1988. Yikes. I mean, love the fall look, but fuck, <laughs> what a snooze. <laughs> uh, we can cut this out, but I will tell you, um, people love Halloween 4, Greg, and when I marathon that whole franchise, I, I do think 4 is better than 5 and 6, but oh my god, I still thought 4 was not very good. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... I like six. I don't care. You know, I know that, that you know, there's some ardent defenders of it and it right. gets weird, but it's, you know, at least it's doing something more interesting than four and five. Mm-hmm. God, give us weird any day, right? Oh, I yeah. totally agree with you there. Um, I, yeah, f- I, four, which I remembered liking, which is such a fucking like, ugh, what a waste. <laughs> well, four is the four is the one that reminds me of, you know, uh, being a kid and then tuning into USA Today or not USA Today, uh, the USA channel. Yeah. AMC for me. Yeah, and they're like they're a marathon. Sort of it embodies that sort of skin, but like the meat of it, I just kinda I just yep. wanna take a nap on it. Yep. <laughs> okay. But get yeah, back to, I mean get sorry. back to the topic. We haven't even gotten sorry. into the movie. Just as a fun little aside, Francis Poulenc was a gay man. Gays everywhere. Indeed. I was a total cyborg that I'm gonna cut out of this, but um it uh you, you finished hacks, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, whenever uh, D from It's Always Sunny is playing the Jurassic Park theme oh, at her God, birthday party, yeah. but it's the only song she knows how to play. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then how much money she paid to have her get piano lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I, I, the one thing I was really surprised with that show was how they handled that daughter character, because it gave her mm-hmm. like, so many more layers than I thought it would have. Oh my god, yeah. The whole interaction with the uh, prenup at the dinner party. Uh, it was like, yes. it goes from supporting and loving to like, no, I'm going to protect you, but also I don't listen to you and I don't respect you as an adult. But then to watching her get married on the phone, like I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, like this whiplash. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's when I was like, oh, this show was doing way more than I ever thought it was. I thought it was yeah. just going to be a dumb, contentious relationship between the two of them. So glad no, it was. No, I... I thought the same thing. I, oh, oh, okay. It's Kaylin Olsen. She's doing the bitchy, like, spoiled daughter routine. No, mm-hmm. like, from the first scene, whenever she uh, does the 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 table booth with uh with the girl, right? I was like, oh, like there's there's something here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that so, yeah. has been our hacks podcast. <laughs> It's such an iconic femme fatale introduction. It's really good. Sorry, I'm trying to get my PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh god, it's not. Pause for PlayStation Sorry, 5. it's it's really it's Fair really enough. frustrating. Don't do what you gotta do. I would totally do that. Oh my god, it won't add it to my cart. Why won't it add it to my cart? Mm. Mash the button. Oh, hold on, I have it saved on my computer too, just in case. This is the stupidest fucking thing. Oh, wait, no. Ah, like literally, I just, oh yeah, the whole Walmart website is like down. Just went down. I'm trying. <laughs> I could just um, shit on someone's PlayStation fate. 5 console? Do you want the digital? You want the regular yeah, one, I want right? the re- I want a disc. Uh, it's No, it's fine. If it doesn't work in like the next 30 seconds, I'm just going to give up. Oh, it's out of stock for me. This fucking website. I hate Walmart so much. I want to shoot someone in the face. 
I just want to force it. You don't have like Andrew and your parents all trying to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, could you even imagine? Uh, okay, uh, well, people do it all the time. It's like concert tickets. Mm-hmm. I've never. Oh my god, I was trying to get Adele concert tickets for that last tour, and it was like I made Brian do it. I made all of my office. Oh my god, it's already out of stock. Too. Fuck you, Walmart. <laughs> No, I just was gone. I was checking for you. It was gone. I was doing. Uh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where were we with this goddamn movie? That makes me so mad. Sorry. Did y'all hear about that? Um, it's like a Britney Spears uh, themed boat party. It was like out oh of the my demon god, twink. the demon twink. Demon twink. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I mean, honestly, I would go to I would go to a demon twink party if I oh. found out that I had this thing following me. We we should point out that we are actually recording this like. Days. I was going to say, that immediately ages this episode. <laughs> yes. So, yes, uh, we're recording this about a month in advance. So, y'all, if y'all are like, Demon Twink, that's old shit. That's why. It just happens. <laughs> it's fresh to me. Look, somebody getting their ass eaten out in public is still yeah. fresh news. I spent, I spent about an hour looking at all those memes. And I got my life for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, okay. I know. I'm like, okay, wait, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> This is the part where we hit the one hour mark and we realize, okay, what do we want to talk about here? Where can people find you on social media? And this is also your opportunity to promote anything you're working on. Perfect. Um, sorry. (laughs) 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 I know. I don't know how that happened. I literally have it written down too. I don't know what the fuck happened. (laughs) It's totally fine. We jinxed ourselves like all the way around. Seriously. I love it. Oh, man. All right. Let me try that again. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Is it perfect? I don't think it is. Is it? I won't won't laugh. I promise. Okay. okay. Travis, Travis, you're sidelined. Somebody else started this up. (laughs) Go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I mean, honestly, I would have listened to that shit, but who knows? Well, people just did. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for sticking through, well, this episode and this year and the past three years with us. We are very much looking forward to starting our fourth year as a podcast, and we hope that we keep providing you entertainment, joy, catharsis, whatever the fuck else we do. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. What Whatever we do for you is what we're here to do. But Trace, this is not our last episode of the year. We actually have one that's going to come after the holidays before we get to Scream 4. So I just wanted to say we are going to be covering Witchboard next week. This is a movie. <laughs> this is a movie. Uh, I don't know what it is. I know we've gotten a lot of requests for it. I have mm-hmm. no idea what to expect from this movie. Um, I'm assuming there is a witch and maybe a Ouija board involved? Uh, there is a Ouija board. There is no witch unless you want to say Tawny Katane, a.k.a. a white snake model with her giant ass fucking hair is a witch. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? There is a medium who is kind of witchy. Is the Ouija board the witch board of the title? Correct. Yes. Okay. 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 I-, I was mostly right. You were mostly there, yeah. So this is 80s as fuck. We are going to have a lot of shit to pay attention to in the backgrounds because this episode is just chock full of random crap and also a lot of homoeroticism. (laughs) Well, everyone, thank you for sticking through with us. Um, Until next week, we can cross out 2021 in review slash a blooper reel. Indeed. And cross out horror queers. Thank you.
you've made it to the end of another bloody disgusting podcast. Congratulations. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, Nightmare on Film Street, and more. <laughs>